0: Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, news of the day from the perspective of truth, liberty and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Our top story, the U.S. Jen Saki had a a, um, a press. Conference, I guess she does that every day. Is that right? Does she do that every day?
1: You get a little sake every day,
0: man. That is low hanging fruit. We could literally this entire show based on the crap she spews in that update. Oh, it's a it's an
1: exercise in propaganda for sure.
0: It's pretty funny. And she's so she's so arrogant about it. Just eat your propaganda. She really Take is. It. So so it, the first thing was that the U.S. responds to requests from Haiti to send people in there security and investigative assistance so we have sent senior fbi and dhs officials dhs department of homeland security like aren't we the homeland to uh, port au prince as soon as possible to assess the situation and see how they can assist then she goes on to talk about at length which i'm not gonna or in a couple of paragraphs which i won't repeat at all but she says i want to remind you that earlier this year the Department of Homeland Security redesignated temporary protective status for Haiti for 18 months. Secretary of State announced it in May. And then remember in June, Biden called out Haiti for so human rights violations. And she says, uh, it, Haiti is one of the countries that will be receiving. She first, she says, get this. She says, Haiti, uh, as another reminder, finally, Haiti is one of the countries that is, uh, 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 will be. Receiving vaccines from the United States. So it wasn't. And now it is. I think they're the ones with eight deaths from COVID, including the guy who would be in control right now. Happens to die of COVID. Uh, She said they are preparing to deliver those hopefully as soon as early next week. So I I just want to bring another thing in. Uh, And I I don't have to go too far into it, but I want to delve into it a little bit that at the same time this is happening, Cuban protesters are all over the place. The president of Cuba is calling them agents provocateur. The battle between the narrative, the left and right narrative here is they are out there demanding a more intense COVID response so they have their own vaccine. I'm sure that's not good enough. But Rubio is saying, no, it's not that it's the communism. But everybody agrees that we need to address it.
1: That's exactly what I noticed. I noticed that in the headlines that they are protesting against communism and demanding vaccines. I'm like, that's interesting.
0: (laughs) Right. And you can see. So Marco Rubio was annoyed at the State Department, Chung, I think her name is, something like that, for tweeting that it was about COVID and vaccines when really, you know, it was about this other thing. So you have the left and the right making their talking points, but identifying the same solution. So Biden says the U.S. stands with the Cuban people. Protests are a clarion call for freedom. And then I started investigating how vaccines are going to be considered a human right and that vax apartheid is arising because there are unvaccinated people and those people want the vaccine, but can't get it. So it's really a question of poverty. I mean, I have a lot on this. Let's explore it. But I mean, I can I can wrap up the stuff about Cuba in that what they're doing is. So this guy says so the president of Cuba says it's a provocateur thing and What we're trying to make it look like. So, yes, last week we talked about how that there's a concerted effort to change the vaccine focus from supply side to demand side so they're going from product oriented like we need money from governments we need to fast track this we need liability and regulatory waivers we need all this stuff for the supply side now we have the supply side we need to to shift to the patient focus to the demand side so what they're doing is they're they're pushing the vaccine on these people but at the same time they're making it look like they're demanding it maybe they're actually getting them to demand it but there's certainly this is part of the the demand side push on the vaccines. Yeah. And
1: they're chanting in English, freedom and unite. That, that's a tell there that this is propaganda directed towards us. Also you know, in ways towards them. But this is being communicated to us. This just didn't happen overnight, because why is this all of a sudden in the news? You don't just all of a sudden have all these people going crazy in Cuba. This was definitely something that was orchestrated. And you know what it does is it communicates to black people who is a target of the propaganda for vaccines here that look at all these Cubans who are out in the streets demanding the vaccine and you won't even take it
0: yes absolutely and they and this cuban thing dovetails weirdly with the miami issue because this mayor of miami whom i am increasingly growing to detest danielle levine Cava, i cannot stand her she's she's really masterful like this is her moment her day in the sun and then she's able to deliver all this she must be dumb as a brick because I think she actually believes everything she says. She had the opportunity to say that she supports the protesters in Cuba. Protesters are coming out in Miami, which I I believe. But the but interesting to note, the president of Cuba said that it's U.S. funded anti-government propaganda that got these protesters onto the street.
1: Yeah, and it probably is. There's no way that we're not some way involved in stirring all of this stuff up in Haiti and Cuba and Miami. It's just getting ridiculous to the point of absurd the level of provocations that are going on in the United States around the world right now.
0: It is absolutely crazy. And it doesn't end there. I actually I think a lot of it has to do with the vaccines. Only 15 percent of the people in Cuba are fully vaccinated. There's only 1500 total covid deaths out of 11 million people. And if you look at the chart of covid deaths, it absolutely spikes over the past couple of months. I'm telling you, I am beginning to think. That the vaccinations are the things that are causing these spikes because five within the absolute minimum amount of time before you're considered vaccinated for these purposes is five weeks after the first shot. So when you see a vaccine getting introduced into a country and the death skyrocketing and them saying these are unvaccinated people, that doesn't mean they're not partially vaccinated. They're not considered vaccinated. And so like in Virginia, there's a big surge. And they said the surge is among unvaccinated and partially vaccinated people, but they won't break out the numbers. What if it's 80% partially vaccinated people? That should tell you something about these surges.
1: Yeah, that's what's happening in
0: in these African countries, too. They have like practically no deaths. These guys die and they start the vaccine push.
1: That is a tell when they don't break the statistics apart or the groups apart. Then in all likelihood, what you're saying is correct, because if the numbers favor them, then those are the numbers they would present. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes, of course. Of course. So, speaking of this vaccine propaganda targeting black people, which I think part of the Cuban protest is that at least one angle of it is Haiti, Africa, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. There was just a ridiculous new angle. Which we're seeing a lot of music propaganda that we've talked about because it's rhythmatic. You can remember it easily. It gets stuck in your head. It has performers that you like, that you've idolized singing it. Well, there is a new song out by the rapper Juvenile. Do you remember who Juvenile is?
0: I I remember the name, but I don't remember the details.
1: Well, Juvenile sang the very popular hit song from back in, I think it came out in 99, 2000. I know when I was in college, they played it all the time at the club. You knew you, knew you were going to go get to Dry Hump on the dance floor when "Juvenile" song, Back That Ass Up, came on. You know what I'm talking about? Girl, you yeah. look good, won't you? Be- yeah. So that, that song, which is complete de- 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 debauchery.
0: Like yeah. like if you look like up, up the video, there with the anaconda. yeah, well,
1: yes, it is. Well, watch the music video. He's throwing dollar bills, hundred dollar bills on women who are just uh, their butts are up in the air. It's it's uh, not the most wholesome song in the world. Well, that song has been turned into a vaccine anthem called "Vax That Thing Up." So instead of "Back That Thing Up," it's "Vax That Thing Up," and. Here's some of the lyrics, the content, the propaganda messaging within the content. Girl, you look good once you vax that thing up. You a handsome young brother once you vax that thing up. Dating in real life, you need to vax that thing up. Feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up. And then one of the, most, one of the worst lines in it is, if you want to get sticky and hot, go, 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 go get the shot. If you want to smash a dude named Scott, go, go, go go get the shot. That's the female singing. But using sex, using rap, using these popular songs from people's childhood to target african American. I mean, this is insulting. And the exploitation of sex, they sell us products, they sell us cigarettes, they sell us beer using sex. They're trying to sell the vaccine using sex. You can't have sex unless you're vaccinated. And ironically enough, this is an ad for a
0: dating app for black people only. You know, I think that your story last week about advertising in your dreams is going to be or is already being used for the vax. Definitely. definitely. That's probably why uh, they're bringing a great, it out now. Great point. Just like that Alzheimer's drug thing that like were you that I think they were lowering the standard at the FDA so that. They could have a lower standard for when the vaccines come along. Like they're do other things are happening that will be applied to the vaccine. I'm telling you, I think what's happening in Haiti and Cuba is largely about markets for the vaccines. I mean, it's really crazy. They might take over Cuba for that reason. Uh, Somebody sent me a Cheryl Atkinson thing on, um, they're backing off. They're doing an investigation at the FDA after that Alzheimer's drug. And uh, my only reaction was that that is probably the classic David Icke crisis problem reaction solution thing where the FDA went overboard, so then they have to react, and the solution is going to be a, a complete overhaul of FDA protocols. Yeah, You're going right. to exempt vaccines from the normal regulatory thing. Vaccines used to be at a, held to a higher regulatory standard because they were given to well people, but now I think they'll be held to a lower. That could be why that whole eventual one thing was about vaccines, is that they that is the it is the biggest thing Big Pharma can sell, because they can sell it to everyone. That's why they talk about population level stuff they can sell it to people who aren't even sick and they but the problem is because they're giving it to people who aren't sick they were held to a higher standard they just needed to get rid of that and that is all over event 201
1: yeah it is and the vaccine certificate thing plays a role in this song as well instead of throwing dollar bills at the women who are dancing he's throwing vaccine certificates at them so he's raining vaccine certificates no on the women way. that are dancing hey maybe and he th- can brand them with a v that is yes it's uh, a tattoo the vax tat and it goes on the article talks about how this is one of many dating apps where they are trying to overcome the vaccine hesitancy in the black community and they are trying to include features that help vaccinated singles get together including you know showcasing your digital vax certificate
0: wow are you do i wonder if you're required to prove that you're vaccinated i'm sure there's a thing like you have to check that you're vaccinated or not and that they will only allow, like, it's probably harder to find unvaccinated people, but my guess is they make you prove it. So, by the way, the so oh, this was another part to my Virginia observation is that Fauci says now now Fauci says is not the same as just making a statement. So if I'm reading a headline that says Fauci says, et cetera, rather than just a statement that says the thing. It just doesn't tell me if it's true or not. But what Fauci says is more than 99 percent. This is the headline on CNN. More than 99 percent of the U.S.'s COVID deaths in June were among unvaccinated people, says Fauci. So. I don't know if it's true or not, but I feel like he is not classifying partially vaccinated people. And it could be ninety nine percent of the deaths were partially vaccinated people by that statement. Unknown. Also, Pfizer is preparing to meet with the White House to uh, explain how a third shot will be needed within 12 months. So get ready for this to never end. They came
1: out last week and started talking about the third shot, and then there was some pushback. Fauci actually told Jake Tapper that right now you don't need the third shot, which some people were like, oh, see, Fauci's even saying you don't need it. I think that is just part of this dialectic of putting the conversation in the public mind, the, putting the debate out there, so by the time the debate's over, well, it's like, well, now we think you need the third shot, and you need totally. the
0: Moderna third shot as well. Yeah, see, this guy, you know, the idea would be, see, he doesn't he just he's learning along with us like we can trust him that I went through the same thought process as him. Can you say Jack, Jake Tapper's name again? Jake Tapper.
1: <laughs> Here was <with> Fauci.
0: <sighs> yeah, Fauci came
1: out on his show yesterday and he goes there every couple of weeks or so to talk about the the vaccine problem. And Fauci was talking about how just disgusting it was to see all those people. at was c CPAC. Is that what was over the weekend?
0: Was CPAC over the weekend? I know Porkfest was a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah, it was. I think it was CPAC. It was that big Republican convention where Usually Trump gave the speech CPAC. at the end, and Trump right. was hitting some of his greatest hits, certainly making it sound like he was going to run in 2024, definitely. But there were people who were chanting and, and celebrating... Quote anti-vax statements, and Fauci's just saying that it's disgusting, it's horrible that people are doing that, what's wrong with people, and then you had all these other commentators on CNN coming out and saying that life should be difficult for the unvaccinated, and people pushing these mandates everywhere, like Jen Psaki, just a little while ago during the White House press conference that they do every day featuring her, she said she was doing this thing they do all the time, they say, no, no, we're not going to be mandating the vaccines federally, we're, we're not doing that, of course. It's going to be up to you. But if the locales, if they do mandate it, if businesses do mandate it, we have everything, all the resources they need to support them. And this was in a response to a question about Fauci saying that he would like to see more locales mandating
0: the vaccine. Boy, this really came straight out of. That Rockfin video, was it like three weeks ago where they were talking about the, the strike forces? It was clearly, now that I see it, phase two of the vaccine push. So the first one was product oriented and it was also low hanging fruit. So the people who wanted to get the vaccine got it already. And then the second phase, which I figured would be in the summer, but I didn't realize exactly what it would entail, is this intense... It's I keep thinking of it as, as triage, just like that Algis Huxley thing. There's some people you're never going to get to take it. Some people's going to be easy. Just the, You can literally get them to line up. But anybody in that middle section, you that has to be the target of your propaganda. It has to be. That is what Algis Huxley was talking about. And that is what they have been unleashing.
1: That made me think of what the what's the what's he called the first husband? Not the first husband, but what's her name? Kamala Harris's husband, the lawyer, the very wealthy lawyer. He they were talking about how difficult it is to get African Americans to take this vaccine, the resistance. They were talking about big boy the rapper who Tweeted something, retweeted something that was saying, don't take the vaccine. And then they were talking about how Kamala's husband, who's the whitest guy you've ever seen, wealthy Hollywood lawyer, Jewish guy, how he was in a barber shop and I think maybe it was Harlem or it was. Either Harlem or somewhere in Chicago. It was definitely a place you're not going to see somebody like Kamala's husband getting a haircut in. He just happened to be there and there was black people shouting at him. I'd rather die than take that vaccine and how that's a problem. What is he doing in a barbershop in one of these communities? It's just it's just such a staged thing. that They're trying to. What's his
0: hair like? Maybe his hair is a little kinky.
1: That would be hilarious if he if they <laughs> rolled be. him out some
0: cultural appropriation yeah. there. But what As they're a doing with a Semitic heritage, my brother had super kinky hair. There you go. I think it'd be a great look
1: on him because he kind of yeah. looks very cucky, um, to say the least, right now. It's kind of the way Gosh.
0: they present him. I have something to say about her when you're ready. I want to follow
1: up on what you said about that communication strategy and all that. This world, war, the World War One propaganda campaign, the one they celebrated so much—it's the same thing as what Saki is saying right here. It was kind of the idea that we're not mandating that you support the war effort. You don't have to, to put your businesses' resources towards uh, war bonds and you know building stuff for weapons. On you don't have to do it, but we would like to see you do it, and we provide the resources. And then they sent quote, what they might call strike teams led by Edward Bernays and all these other members of the committee on public information to the various locales to quote persuade, coerce the local leaders into mandating this in their own locales. It's the same strategy, same type of way they're talking talking about about it. Selling bonds talking about selling the war effort in general.
0: Right, because the bonds, I was like, I I don't even think, the only reason even I think they would care so much about the bonds would be because that gets you Vaxborgs, the equivalent of Vaxborgs. It gets you to be, like, I paid for it, therefore I own it. It is mine now. The parallel is that
1: everybody wasn't on board in the locales and supporting the war effort just like they're not in supporting the vaccine effort here. But they're not going to federally mandate. They're just going to send strike teams around
0: to
1: coerce or persuade you into doing it for them. And that's the same thing they're doing here.
0: And the other similarity that I think is striking is they is what a little called the obsessional technique which is because the war wasn't actually here it wasn't really real to people yes they lost their boys but they weren't feeling the war so they just the the propaganda as he put it was so pervasive that you it was like a fish in water you didn't even see it and i'm telling you if anybody turns on the tv in this house i want it's only about the vaccine it's insane it's insane but i wanted to it's an observation about kamala so so i'm seeing this thing about cuba i'm seeing the thing about haiti i know about the northern triangle honduras el salvador guatemala bolivia had a coup venezuela um trump sent elliot abrams on that uh colombia is part of this haitian story now so i'm thinking well i wonder if What we're doing is we're we're being sunsetted as the world power. We're yielding that to China. But and we're going to resume our more limited position as being the regional hegemon of the Western Hemisphere. So so as we decline as the world leader we will assert ourselves in our region and that's latin america and that kind of thing the western hemisphere and i thought i wonder if biden's ever said anything like that and don't you know i went to bing as per garland's suggestion and i and i just looked up i don't know what i searched but it said this is an article from december 2018 the western hemisphere needs u.s leadership Biden wrote this essay for America's Quarterly, and he uh, specifically cited in there Mexico, Haiti, Cuba and Colombia. He said we need a new foundation of cooperation for our region, including a broader and deeper relationship with Mexico, a global agenda for cooperation with Brazil, reinvigorated engagement with Central America, post earthquake reconstruction in Haiti. And, uh, he was talking about what he did during the Obama era, restored diplomatic ties with Cuba, supported Colombia's historic peace process, improved energy security in the Caribbean, and expanded trade and collaborative relations with countries throughout the region and we need to get back on track with that is what he was saying we are we were meant to host the summit of the americas which is at every three-year thing we pushed it off from 2021 to 2022 i think so that biden can get all these ducks in a row and here was something i thought two things having a jamaican in the white house might be helpful if you're trying to bring that region under your thumb interesting yeah i wonder if she speaks spanish because the way they talk about it, I wouldn't be surprised she did being in law enforcement in California. But remember when everyone said, you know, Kamala Harris still hasn't been to the border; she's not in it. And every all the people on the right is like, Kamala, you have to go down there. It's like, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, why are you feeding me that bull? I don't care because this is going to give her cover for being on the ground in there, really orchestrating the the power changes in. The, a whole host of countries, and the last thing I would say is all the people who thought Trump was some racist monster and that Biden was the great white hope. He's about to co- he's about to make Latin America the new Middle East, in my opinion. I'm not sure it's going to be boots on the ground where they might be so far, but as far as dominating, destroying their culture, dominating them, they are our, you know, this is they're like our human resource. It's it's pretty disgusting, and I think they're there to make that. More real than ever.
1: Wow. Apparently, Kamala speaks very little Spanish. But really, I don't know if that's true or not. Believe. Maybe I she'll learn. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Anyway, so and uh, one more thing I noticed in Saki's Saki. That's funny. Uh, Saki's presser today was uh, on global vaccines. Today, we are sending three million doses to Indonesia, one and a half million doses to Nepal, five hundred thousand doses to Moldova. Uh, is that a country? And 500,000 doses to Bhutan. Okay, these are all like that South Asia thing, I think. With these shipments this week alone, we've sent this week alone. So she was literally talking about this day. Not like these days, today. <laughs> Fifteen <laughs> Monday, <million> yeah. <laughs> this week alone, including to Guatemala, Uruguay, Paraguay, Bolivia, Afghanistan, and Vietnam. It's fucking sick.
1: Yeah, they're really trying to create that FOMA
0: feel in
1: people around here. You know, everybody's doing it.
0: Fear of missing out. She is a sick. I'm going to call her sicky. Jinsaki. Yeah. Oh, Jen she's my sickie. mother. Yeah, my mother used to call. It, <laughs> well, a sicky. This is how my mother used to. Hear. A sicky was somebody who was sick. A sicko was somebody who was sick.
1: Sick in the head.
0: Yeah. So she's yeah. a sicko, not a sicky. A sicky is like a patient. So she's a sicko. That's Saki. She's a sicko. I can't disagree
1: with you there. For our last story of the 330, we're going to talk about an article that claims a Las Vegas style shooting was prevented in Colorado. Was it? Or are they just blowing smoke? We'll find out. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the Patron 15, which is how deleting Facebook photos could get you charged with obstructing justice and the terrifying foundation of Joe Biden's American Families Plan. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor of today's show, the Rye Guys. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes you, do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more. Quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, Share a laugh and enjoy great conversation. Take off one of our tees, and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's w-r-y-g-u-y-s.com. Ryguys.com. The Ryguys. A rye wit for today's sh. And if you type in the coupon code PROP10 when you check out, you can get yourself a discount. Go ahead, Monica.
0: I communicate with the Rye guys, and they are really strong libertarian activists to the point where uh, some of the scott who i was talking to his research and i mean he really educated me on um some of the great reset stuff uh, really valuable resources so i just he doesn't they are just not not just sponsors of the show they're really supporters of the show and hopefully he'll come to the zoom party oh my gosh We're having a Zoom party for Patron Saints on Saturday, and he is an activist. I'm going to I'm going to reach out to him. But anyway, so really big thanks to all of the support the right guys give us.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Support us by supporting our sponsors. And you can also support us by joining Patron. So you check it out if you go to Patron right now patron.com slash propaganda report. You can join up at the basic truth sponge level. And this will get you access to all of our patron exclusive content, which includes the patron 15 where we pick up where we left off from the DMB and let our hair down a little bit as well. And what you get there is you get 45 minutes of ad-free content every single day and you also at the true sponge level you get access to early releases as well as select patron only interviews and participation in the patron only mini Q&As one of our favorite features and also access to Monica and I as well as our entire patron community which is a highly engaging interactive and attractive group so go there for 7 bucks a month you can check that out if you like it great stick around if you don't then you know you can drop out and maybe check out another here. It's patreon.com slash propaganda report. Check it out. Now on with the final story of the free 30. So I noticed an article pop up in various places. One of those things, again, where it's put in front of you and you kind of wonder why it's put in front of you. And the framing of this article is the reason why it was put in front of you, I believe. And that framing was that a Las Vegas style shooting was prevented in Colorado. Four were arrested, guns were seized, and this happened at a hotel right near Coors Field where the All-Star game is gonna be played this week. And in the article, they describe the hotel. It's up on the the room is on the eighth floor, overlooking the city of Colorado. Overlooking the city of Denver, excuse (laughs) me, the state of Colorado, the city of Denver. Yes, yes, and a bunch of big windows. You know, as though most hotel rooms don't have windows.
0: Sorry, it's not in a valley, but because of the mountains, you can see Denver nestled among the mountains, if I recall. Right, so
1: it could be a lot of a lot of things could be overlooking Denver.
0: Yes, I don't know, I would start.
1: think. But the way they painted the picture and the way they framed the story was to draw obvious in, my, in your mind when you start reading obvious parallels, Las Vegas-style shooting going to happen. And then they describe what happened. The police were tipped off by a maid, and this is a week ago they were tipped off by the maid. They just made the arrest over the weekend. They t- tipped off by a maid after the maid found a dozen weapons over a thousand rounds of ammunition. And there was also some drugs and some body armor and some long guns in there that were removed from police. But I just find it interesting that, you know, did they not put a do not disturb sign on the door or the, the <laughs> just let the maid go in with all their weapons yeah, and just, ammunition? Yeah, I hide
0: my phone, like my laptop. Yeah, yeah. It's know, just laying Sunday. out there. Right. So, so it's it's weird that that was on Saturday in Denver, which is the mile high city i'm afraid people like it's not a valley it's in the mountains so i get that but uh because it was on saturday i had told people a while back that that's when there was going to be a rally in honor of john hurley who was the good samaritan in old town arvada who when he came out to shoot a shooter who had just shot a cop and was poised to shoot others and then the cops shot him to death so that the cops shot the Good Samaritan to death after the Good Samaritan shot a guy who shot a cop. But that guy's uh people were rallying for John Hurley. Um, I, I don't know if just to praise him or what on July 10th in Colorado. So I thought it was weird that they make this, you know, prevented by a private citizen thing story out of this story, which doesn't even sound real rather than the other story where. This guy's private gun really saved the cops' lives. They, they want a, the narrative private, to go in the other direction.
1: Yeah, a private citizen without a gun, just a a maid cart for the hotel. Right. Called out the guns, right. and the cops were the heroes. And a couple other interesting things in that article was that despite that framing, you find at the very bottom of all these articles that, however, d- despite all this emphasizing of the Las Vegas-style thing, turns out the investigators have not found any evidence to suggest that the group was plotting a mass shooting or other similar attacks. In fact, the FBI said we have no reason to believe this incident was connected to terrorism or a threat directed at the All-Star Game. We are not aware of any threat to the All-Star Game events, venues, players or the community at this time. So the entire article leads you to believe that there's a threat of a mass shooting on the public at the All-Star Game. And
0: then at the very end, nah, we haven't found any evidence to support our entire article. And that's because what they're showing is the dangers of presuming someone innocent.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. there. You know, there's an article I'm going to bring tomorrow. Someone was talking about tomorrow thing. that is very similar yeah. about a liberty shooting in Georgia. Is... Yeah, and. The mayor of that town emphasized, and this was across every single article emphasizing the same thing. If we take away, he just literally tells you, if we take away anything from this incident in our city, (laughs) it's that if you see something, you say something.
0: (laughs) But if you do see something and say something, we're just going to blow it off because liberty. Yeah. It's just silly.
1: Yeah, it fits with that theme that the FBI, the tip line, January 6th, that's been a major theme. See something, say something, but it's directed at domestic terrorism and their definition of domestic terrorist.
0: And there's always the punchline where our hands are tied. Our hands were tied. So here's another example of their masterful flipping of the narrative, which is that, like with the pulse shooting, you saw the guy saying uh with the pulse shooting like his that guy had uh been taken in by the fbi previous to that but his father was like in the white house there are pictures of his father visiting the oval office that was a very weird story but what but as soon as i see something like that i always look to see if the guy had had contacts with authorities like a year prior because then i feel like oh they flipped him and they made him do this thing That's what they do. But what they instead of letting you draw that conclusion, what they say to you is, oh, yes, we did identify him as just this kind of guy. But because presumed innocent, we couldn't do anything, which is ridiculous. I mean, look up the story of Justin Carter. I mean... They can do plenty and they do, but they actually take what's obvious about their narrative and they flip it. It's really weird. It's like the vaccine thing. It's like, well, unvaccinated people are spreading it around. It's like, well, maybe partially vaccinated people are spreading it around.
1: Yeah, they, they can have all the evidence in the world against what they're claiming and still use it to support what they're claiming.
0: And by I have to say, the one point about the vaccines, I'm not saying so I looked at a debunkery of my theory that. Partially vaccinated people were responsible for the surge. And the debunking was no, vaccinated people are not shedding and spreading. I'm not saying that. I'm saying people are getting the jab and getting sick, which is absolutely true. Practically everybody who gets it gets sick. And then that sickness is makes them sick. <laughs> like it, 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 some of them don't recover. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, so the debunking, I'm debunking the debunk. There's, there's, that's
1: necessary right now when you have so much disinformation that the disinformation upon disinformation is the truth is buried ten layers below. You might say, as the CFR might say.
0: Yes, exactly. All right, so we have. I know you have a a big story. We're probably going to save that for tomorrow, right? On the yeah, the homicide at the golf course.
1: Yes, we'll save that for tomorrow. It's a lot of interesting stuff they're not telling people.
0: Okay, I do want to tell people about a couple of things that are coming up very excited about this saturday's patron saint zoom party so this is how it works uh, because it's a zoom party can't invite everybody so we just invite the patron saints we hope to have a couple of dozen people there anybody who is a patron who really knows about the topic i welcome you have to message me on Patreon. But the topic this week is solutions. I'm inspired by a few things, such as my guy from the Rye Guys, our experience with Garland, this guy uh, from the Mises Institute, though Bishop, who is going to be our featured Friday, our next featured Friday interview. And uh, also Mises Caucus is one of our sponsors. So all these people are doing grassroots activism, activism completely, actually using the legal processes, which I think is, you know, that's going to be our focus as, as opposed to just outside the system or irrelevant to that. So we're going to talk about that. And then after the fact, we will put together a montage or some excerpts that have some of the highlights of it so that other patrons can benefit from some of the stuff that we cover it's fun to be a part of it but anyway so if you join patreon or you're on patreon we can talk about that you can message me but that's this saturday is our zoom party at 2 p.m eastern also i'm going to be at freedom fest i think it's next week I'm nervous so anyway uh if anybody wants to go I've gotten a few people have reached out to me we're gonna circle up and have cocktails and hang out because I'm gonna have a lot of free time maybe I'll do some live patron 15s with you Brad if you're yeah that'll be fun I think it'll be great
1: Have some people pop in maybe here around I don't know
0: yeah and they have a bunch of media things so I'm doing several podcasts of people who are there so maybe we'll pop that in the patron feed too so with that all right.
1: You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that I was telling you about, go to com slash report and join up there. We will talk to you all in the patron 15 or we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.